1: See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business.
0: Absolutely, positively FedEx. Welcome to The Nerdist Podcast number 537. I'm in New York for like a day, and it's late at night because I'm on LA time. So I'm not talking as loudly because I'm sure that whoever's in the room next to me does not want to hear me record the intro for The Nerdist Podcast. Uh, not because I'm sure they don't love it, because they don't want it to be spoiled before they get to choose to hear it. That's that's probably what it'll be. Uh, you'll just have to wait. People who I think were having sex earlier or just bouncing up and down on the bed for fun. Um, I'd like to thank for sponsoring this episode of Nerdist Podcast, Nature Box, which is a subscription snack service starting at $19.95 a month, where you can discover and enjoy healthy, delicious snacks on a monthly basis. And they deliver them right to your doorstep for free. That's almost into your mouth. Each bag of snacks is full-size. It's got three to five servings of snacks within it. Um, They're healthy snacks. There's no high-fructose corn syrup. There's no trans fats. There's no artificial sweeteners or flavors. Um, Some of the snacks you can get, you can get uh, coffee kettle popcorn or seaweed rice pops or whole wheat figgy bars. Um, If you go to naturebox.com slash nerdist, which is in lowercase, uh, you're going to get 50% off your first box. It's only 10 bucks for your first box, and then you'll be hooked. So go Go to naturebox.com slash for fifty percent off your first box. Thanks for naturebox for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast, which Is Ralph Garman. Um, Ralph and I go way, way, way back to the K-Rock days. Uh, I worked at K-Rock in the 1900s, so I've known Ralph forever. And uh, Ralph, as I'm sure you know, does Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith. Uh, They do that live at the Hollywood Improv. If you go to improv.com, you can get dates and tickets and uh, follow Ralph Garman, R-A-L-P-H-G-A-R-M-A-N, on the tweets. Here's another podcast number 537 with my old pal, Ralph Garman.
1: Now entering Nerdist.com
0: Poor Ralph Garman does not deserve to wait this long to start a podcast. I am... Outraged at myself, Ralph. Uh,
1: as, you, as you should be, I because could. frankly, um, my, you'll be hearing from my people. What? Which yes. people? I, you know, the people. Like lawyers or representatives or like you actually have an indigenous people? All of them. Uh, I, I have a little uh, island that I've been raising people and I'm oh. going to bring them to meet you. The well, Lawyers? Of, uh, mm-hmm. Island of lawyers? <laughs> um, welcome to welcome to the
0: podcast. This is an amazing podcast mashup
1: podcast. Yes, this is. This is like... Uh, this is like a superhero team-up. One of those comic books where like, there's a crossover between...
0: Now, would you say that this is like a DC-Marvel crossover? Would you say this is like within the same...
1: Like, we're within the Marvel universe. We're crossing over I characters. Think it's, I think it's a big one. I think it's like DC-Marvel. It's like Avengers meets X-Men kind of, or Justice <laughs> League kind of thing. So
0: <laughs> They just meet. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, how are you, you got crazy powers, too? Yeah, yeah me too. We'll right. Sit well, down and so have coffee. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll see you guys later. Um... Ralph, I don't know if a lot of people know that uh, Ralph and I have known each other since the, the K-Rock Well, you're still in the K-Rock days Yeah, but I, so I, I never
1: got out You, you made a break for it <laughs> You got over the wall And uh, I am still stuck behind the Iron Curtain <laughs> Well, I think I was sort of
0: uh, For me with K-Rock, it was, it was sort of like You can stay here, but you're going to work the overnight shift forever <laughs> I was like, I don't think I can stay up That's on not that anymore fun. Yeah. That
1: no, I guess we dude. really got to know each other When you were working with Cortland When you guys had your own show that's right. Uh, Cortland Cox, who had been a producer
0: on... The number on, one morning show. <laughs> that's what we called it. <laughs> yes, you did. Well, initially, it was the untitled Hardwick Cox project. That's right. For yes. like a, a, almost a year. And then the jokes got unbearable. And then it, then it got unbearable. <laughs> All the penis jokes <laughs> just So ran their many of them. Uh, we had a porn star come in, and I can't remember what her name was. Um, but we had her record some station IDs for us. And she could not say Hardwick Cox project. She kept saying... You're listening to the Untitled Hardwick Cock Project. <laughs> <And you're> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what she was working on at the time, so <laughs> she got confused. This is her original dialect, Chris. She can't help it. <laughs> but it happened like it, it happened more than once, and it was—I mean—and we just let it go. Like yeah. it, we finally, the spine of me being going. It's actually Cox. And she was like, Cox
1: Project. Um, but She's in a room with Hardwick and Cox. I know. It's the first time her name has ever been the most reasonable one in any room ever. But and she was like Lana Labia or something. And she actually had a normal name.
0: <laughs> it's a very clinical porn name. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> well, you know, but she was a
1: smart girl. I'm Felicia Fochette <laughs> Vanessa yeah. Vulva.
0: I am G- uh, G- Gilda G-Spot. G- Gilda Spot. My name is Gilda Spot. The G's for Gilda. Good. I'm glad I worked that out. Oh, I yeah, allowed. Um, but uh, then we start, then, when at a certain point we started calling it the number, and this was the ninety eight. At a certain point, we started calling it the number one morning show because it occurred to us that um, no one really had to fact check that, That's and right. it was just a name. So then we called it the number one morning show, and people That's would call good. in and go, "Congratulations, man!" And we're like, we go, "Oh no, 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 no! no, it's no just we're, the we're, name. We're, we're way in last place. <laughs> not, I mean, not just like not just behind. I mean, our competition was like." You know, if there had been like a Korean bingo radio station, like we would have been in a competition with that. Like why 107? Y-
2: a specific station.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, there was a there was a Korean station like group like up the hill from us where we recorded and I mean where we did the show in Pasadena.
1: Oh, okay. so uh, we always assumed that they would take us over, but. The Latino groups got us. That's right, as they, as they do. Yep. Well, it's Los Angeles, you know. They, they have a lion's share of the market. I could not help but notice your radio station is going down. <laughs> I cannot help you. We, can... we have a suitcase full of $20 bills for you.
0: <laughs> we may offer you solace, my friend. Do not mind the cocaine that is on them. <laughs> so we, uh, we uh, yeah, I, I got out, and then, um, then they stuck around for a little bit
1: longer, and, yeah. <laughs> and
0: that was that. But and then we buried you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> K-Rock crushed you. The cru- upstart alternative
0: stations. K Rug crushes everyone. I mean, it's, it's sort of, uh, you know, it's, it, every once in a while a new format will pop up in Los Angeles and then just.
2: Yeah, 98.7 got taken out.
0: They lasted a little bit. Already?
2: They're still around. No, 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 but uh, they, they're not hard rock anymore, they're alt rock. Yes. so it's like softer it's it's just they're not they're, didn't, they're not that's bothering that's kind of
1: K-Rock. like K-Rock is now too I mean nobody's really hard rock anymore
2: no no but like there is it's a, it's like not aggressive at all there's no it's there's no stuff that even like leans towards punk like they don't they, like I haven't heard any like social distortion for example oh, really? which is K-Rock's baby
1: oh yes yeah without them and the Red Hot Chili Peppers we'd have no music at all <laughs> we well,
0: got Green Day <laughs> that's true we have uh, Green Day you got the Green Day and the Beastie Boys you got the, talking you about the drama-rama you got the drama-rama
1: <laughs> anything anything <laughs> <laughs> you can hear that every morning most
0: <laughs> requested song
2: of all time thanks Rodney the other Chris Carter yeah. that's right yeah, yeah. How, how long is Rodney's show now is it like uh, is it like five minutes uh, at, uh, <laughs> <You're talking laughs> Rodney,
1: Rodney Bingenheimer the legend <laughs> yeah. the, the legendary mayor of Sunset Strip yeah that they keep on kind of it's they like, do hey, they've whittled don't him down listen? to eight minutes on Sunday night now <laughs> In between a, uh, a, uh, an adult circumcision commercial and. <laughs> no, he is. How many Donna songs can he play in that specific <laughs> amount
2: of time? Oh, wow, yeah. All right, the Bangles
1: coming up yeah. next. Yeah, Is that
2: a Hobbs? Really, me. right? You're going play like a female fronted band? Oh, wow, well, I didn't oh, think about no, it. Oh, no. look at that. There's a girl in that band. What are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> well, see you at Cantor's.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's a legend. He is. That shows you what the state of radio was in Los Angeles. in the 70s.
2: <laughs> but he had like a, his own club. It That's was, what's crazy is that that little man with the weird hair was like running the show.
0: Yeah, he it was, was the a, guy. It was a fun. There was a fun group. I remember when I, when I was at K Rock. It was Randy, uh, Randy, uh, Rodney, and uh, Jason. Um, uh, Jason Bentley was there yeah. Doing some more electro electronic stuff Oh wow like in the, in the So he
2: started K-Rock And then yeah. he went to KCRW Yeah
0: yeah. Oh wow And then um, uh, Native Wayne Oh yes Native Wayne Native Wayne with oh, yeah, The Native surf Wayne. report <laughs> Native Wayne would do the reggae show uh, Reggae Revolution And then um, Who else was there? Boogerman Jed, was course, there Jed, Jed, Jed the, the fish. fish Where's Jed Heidi
2: Jed's at uh, the new
0: Northridge station it's a,
2: it's a 80 KCSN. Is that it? It's a Northridge, um, college station, but they're trying to take on KCRW. Oh, nice so they idea. have, they have, uh, Nick Harcourt wow. and they have Jed the fish, uh, and like a couple like, uh, Oh, and, uh, what's the guy that did, um, uh, Steve Jones's show shovel,
1: Mark shovel or some of that. He was a programmer for Indie 103. He's over there now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I would assume Jed would just show up in a uh, cryogenic chamber somewhere. They would just have put him in some sort of tube. <laughs> <and>
2: just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> just put him aside and then thought him out once in a while and see what's going on. Um, let's see. Tammy who, Heidi, Tammy, Tammy Heidi, who I
0: loved. and Is Kat still? Is Cat Corbett? Cat Corbett yes, is still with there. us. Yes, she does a show great. after ours in the morning. Oh, Cat's great. Uh, yeah, it was a good. It was a fun time to be there, and it, it, like, I feel like I really, I feel like, like two great times. I think to be at K Rock would have been in the 80s like the mid mid eighties, like when they're just breaking all sorts of cool stuff. The, the, the Dramarama era, and that's, yeah, right. that's right. And then mid nineties when they were, you know, and they invented grunge. Totally. Yes. Yeah. 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 So uh, it was a it was a really I really really liked working there. At the time uh, But yeah The overnight shifts Fucking killed me I mean it was just After a while Midnight to five
1: You know the hours You know it's hard To complain about a gig But um Overnights are brutal In radio And then we were Talking about or Before you got here Mornings are just I've been tired now For almost 15 years You just never get used to it. At least I don't No
0: no And I, what I remember From doing morning radio Is that on the weekends you're like, okay, I don't have to get up tomorrow morning. What time is it? Seven o'clock? Snore. Like you're just out <laughs> right. in an unreasonable hour, like a ridiculous hour. You and you fall come asleep. around Sunday night, you just start to feel like you've got your bearings back and then it starts yeah. all over again. When I stopped working in morning radio, there was a good month to six weeks where I would wake up at like five o'clock in the morning and be like, I'm late you know, and then and then have to calm my heart back down <laughs> because uh you really
1: it's not a job you can really be late for. No. That microphone goes on whether you're there or not. And, uh, it helps if you're there to say something because if you're not, then you're, you're screwed. But, I mean, that's the nice thing about me. I've had the best of both worlds because I work with these two guys, Kevin and Bean, and it's really their show and their names are on the door and they're the guy and I get to come in and do little funny, silly things and people like it and then, you know, I can, I can reap all the benefits without bearing much of the responsibility, which is nice.
0: Which is nice. That is yeah. nice. It, it is always fun to be the, you get to be
1: the wacky guy that yeah. comes in. Oh, I, I get to be like- Kramer, you know <laughs> I open the door, and Jerry, and I do that, and I do some shtick, and I'm out the door again, and then they got to carry. Hopefully, yeah. you don't go say something horribly racist somewhere. And then it's yeah, like, exactly. you know, Kramer, yeah. Kramer. I have kept the n words to the minimum on that show. Really, I, I should be, I should be yeah. applauded. I think no more the, than the, five per <laughs> hour. <laughs> really, I keep it, I keep it way down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but then, so when did you, when did you start doing uh, Babylon?
1: Well, um, Kevin Smith was always coming in as a guest on the show, promoting, you know, whatever he had going on, Clerks 2 or this, that, or other thing. And every time Kevin would come in, we would hole up in a corner and just geek out together. So we spoke the same language, and we became friends, and um, I guess after a couple years of being friends, we start saying, you know, we've never worked together, we should do something together. And I do a recurring bit on the, the morning show where I do entertainment news called The, the Show of beat. beat. Yes. And it's, you know, it's a a skewed sort of uh, vaguely factual entertainment news report where I I make fun of people. And whenever he came in to promote, I would always have him stick around because he would sit in and we'd riff and have a good time. And the chemistry was was obviously there. So he had just, um, he had been doing Smodcast for a while and he had got himself a little uh, storefront theater on Santa Monica. Yeah, it was great. The complex. Smodcastle. Yeah, Yeah. Smodcastle. Smodcastle. And it, so it was his own theater, and he said, I want to start doing more stuff. I want to start expanding. I want to do, I'm going to do a, a, a podcast with Jason Mewes, and we're going to talk about our careers together and our friendship and stuff. And he said, I want to add something else. He said, maybe we could do something. And I said, that's a great idea. I said, why don't we at least start with um, what kind of what we do when you come on, which is just riff about entertainment news and movies and television and pop culture, which is something we both sort of obsess about, and comics and you know, sci-fi and... and do what we were doing in five-minute chunks on the radio, but in long form. Yeah. And so that's what it was. We started doing it three years ago, I guess. We started doing it at Smod Castle, And it was a little 50-seater, and we would sell out every week. And it was the only podcast, really, that had that kind of audience, um, largely because of Kevin's fans, of course, but then also people from K-Rock would yeah. want to listen to what we were talking about. So we said, let's find a new venue. And then we uh, went up to a place up at Universal Studios, and then that didn't go well. And then um, then we moved to the Improv. So that's where we are now, every Friday night in front of a live audience at the Improv. We did the Late Show there. And it's just been crazy. It's uh, it's grown into something which is more than just entertainment news. We do bits now and voices and carry, you know recurring segments, and we've got... We're starting to travel with it, and we're going to the UK this summer to do some shows over there and stuff. Oh, that's great. It's like this little thing we did just for us that has grown into something that actually became something. It's almost like radio is the hobby now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I, I... I spent a lot of time during the week, sort of prepping and getting ready for that show on Friday night because it's in front of a live audience, and you know how different the dynamic mm-hmm. is of yeah. being in front of a microphone versus hearing the laughs and really having to entertain people. So the pressure is on for that, but we just have such a good time doing it.
2: That's right. Yeah, that, that's always the,
1: the funnest stuff. supper. you, just you were doing it for fun. Like there was no other. It's like it's like this is gonna be a thing someday. Yeah. There was no goal. There was no end game. It was just we had never worked together and it was just something we wanted to do for each other just because we laugh around each other. Yeah, you know? yeah. And people got on board and started listening. So it's been a blast. And so what's it? What are the big entertainment stories this week? Uh, well, just Bieber's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, just every day he's got something more insane. He's he's becoming almost a fictional character. You, you, would, you would have to put him in a Christopher Guest movie, I think, to really make it <laughs> believable at this point. Because today we were doing the story about... Uh, how his private plane that he took to the Super Bowl Yeah, full of weed. Hotbox, they hotbox. <laughs> the pilots had to wear oxygen masks while they were flying the plane Jeez. because the pot smoke was so thick and not only were they concerned about, you know, flying a small jet plane while you're stoned, but they were afraid, you know, if you get drug tested, which they do randomly pilots and you come up positive, you know, mm. they pull your ticket. So they were actually had the guys No, wait, on Bieber's pilot. All no, right, you're free to go. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, they I had the so air, sorry. Air, they had the air they ma- the, the uh, oxygen masks on and the uh, stewardess was quoted as saying that she was afraid of Bieber and his dad, so she uh, she would linger by the pilots and stay out of the main compartment because she was concerned about oh, her well being.
2: Wait. wait, so his dad's like hanging out for all this stuff? His dad or? is a
1: big time enabler. Oh, yeah. shit. His dad was the one who was cordoning off the ends of the street when he was drag racing in Miami Beach. He was the one who was holding up traffic. So yeah, because he
0: gets a, he gets a t- ton of free, free teen pussy. I mean, <laughs> you know, his son is a
1: cast, ca- cash cow
0: and an ass cow. That uh, didn't really <laughs> come <ass> out right. <laughs> <laughs> what an ass cow.
2: What an ass cow. he Bieber's
1: just a cow dad. Asses. He's got the flat-billed hat. And he's got yeah. the wife beater on. He's all tatted up. He looks just like a like a hanger-on. It's just
2: embarrassing. I mean, like, you know... Let him write it like it's you know he probably he had to put up with that kid you know in his room playing songs on
1: YouTube and now it's working out for him. <laughs> I don't think he was even there for that. I think he left the mother early on. <laughs> fucking <A. So> <laughs> I let people do whatever the fuck he, wants. So he, he came back in the picture only when the yeah. money started to flow. I yeah. get the sense. Which one? Well, the one looks like a girl? Fucking am coming yeah. back. Yeah. Come on, son. Let's go out and get tattoos together. Mm-hmm. Son,
0: I couldn't help but notice you're a big star now with a bunch of money, and it really made me realize how much I love you. <laughs>
1: yeah. you got to need help, right, son? Who's going to wrangle all that, yeah. that all those Brazilian hookers for you? You're going to you? need
0: that beer. Stuff, someone's right? going to buy you beer. Yeah, right? You're underage. Your
2: when I show them culture, I took them to that little girl Holocaust memorial. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, man.
0: Son, I, he's not even southern. I don't know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> why we yeah, made yeah. That. Well, no, they're, they're like, aren't they kind of rural Canada? No, that, that accent. I don't think rural Canadian doesn't that that sound way, like yeah. the south. Not so much. But come it's on, eh? Like, yeah. But that accent, like that, like that old Poutine. David Crossfit, that old David Crossfit was it's like, it's like, fuck you, man, from Bakersfield, California. <laughs> fuck you up from Wyoming. You know, just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. anywhere you go, it's just the rural
0: accent. <laughs> Kids uh, should not have access to large sums of money. That is not a time in your life where you should have access to. A, like a king's ransom of wealth. It never works out well. No, it's hard enough to handle a lot of money if you're responsible, right? Much less if it's if you're going through that period where you're doing a bunch of dumb shit that can only be made worse by having unlimited gold. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's. I almost feel like it just shouldn't be legally allowed. Like, you cannot have money until you're at least, you know.
1: They should put it in some sort of account or something and then, yeah. you know, yeah. wait until you're. 25 to give you the password
2: we hear like the story whenever you hear like a like a well-adjusted child actor like they'll go like how did you say so it's like well my parents like you know put all the money away yeah and then i didn't get it till way later like oh it's so it's really the parents yeah and they were
0: normal and they taught us like special values. like elijah
2: wood he said like it's like his parents were very adamant about like him having like a real normal life and they didn't really spend a lot of the money he was making
1: and then it works out. The guys like a normal dude. Now, bad teen and child stars have the same exact parents as murderers. <laughs> yeah. If, if you look at those two life stories and you follow sense. them, yeah. yeah, if you follow them, there's parallel lines drawn between parents who don't really give a shit what their kids are doing yeah. or looking for an easy score or looking for quick cash. Don't put their child's welfare in front of its their own. I mean, <laughs> so invariably, your dad there's...
0: shouldn't be your bro. Like, no. yeah,
2: yeah, not, yeah, you
0: shouldn't have a bro dad.
2: Like, yeah, you same should... with like girls and moms. It's just it's like we're like best friends.
0: Like, hey, you shouldn't yeah. be. You should <laughs> tell her how things are. If Your parents aren't embarrassing you. They're not doing their job. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, and not not embarrassing you in the sense where they're like, "What where are we going tonight? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. like, How much pussy are we getting tonight? <laughs> no, right. come on, please. It's all right. right, will tell your friends' parents. You guys can do whatever you want in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just it's not just fucking. Uh, It's not just Bieber, but it's it's this crazy little, like, pack of Lost Boys that, you know, are just running around chomping on stripper tits and uh, doing drugs and throwing eggs at people. It's
2: fucking... You know, they, they grew... It's like these kids... Literally, kind of like probably grew up watching Entourage, and now they just want to. Yes. I'll tell you, yeah, we watched it ironically because it was like we were like making fun of the people that we hate. I'm like city. Turtle. Yeah, yeah so There's are the debating yeah. on who gets to be Turtle. Who gets <laughs> to be Turtle. No, dude, I'm Turtle. That's, that's the reality. You're so I'm... Johnny drama. <laughs> you take <took> that back. <laughs> so why'd you guys stop being friends? <laughs> Called me drama. <laughs> Seems a bit dramatic.
0: Oh, it's Turtle rific. <laughs> I almost so uh, you can almost hear the boners popping in like the media for the meteoric uh, crash to Earth that's going to happen with that kid. That's definitely going to happen, oh, yeah. it's and common. it's a it's a bummer. And I just I hope that it's not as bad as it could be. You know, like I hope it's just. Well, I lost a lot of my money, and I had to learn the value of you know yeah. friendship and life. And, you yeah, know, I was like, but now I'm a singer-songwriter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: you hope he ends up like Vanilla Ice, where he's rehabbing houses but making a living. Is that what you're? Yeah, 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 like a
0: he's cool guy. Everybody. Like yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, I was a fuck up, but I was just a kid. What are yeah.
2: you gonna do? And uh, <laughs> I once, when I was at E I, uh, at the Soup, I made a I remember skits. this the sketch with a uh, uh, vanilla ice or like he wanted to change his sound again. And he wanted to do like acoustic hipstery type music. But um, then like, I threw it a joke. I was like, uh, he's like, you know, once this record comes out, like I like, once this record comes out on Matador, it's going to like, you know, do really well. And I'm going to come out with my own, uh, um, ice trays, uh, called ice ice baby makers. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, uh, he, he's like, ha, Oh, you knew about that. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I put out ice cube oh, trays. No yeah, I was, he did it like, 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 he says, like I did it like when there was nothing else going on. And I just put my name on some ice trays. And I was like, did they sell He's like, no. No, <laughs> no,
0: they didn't. No, because
1: everyone has ice makers in the refrigerators.
0: <laughs> it turns out that ice does not retain any particular shape for a long <laughs> yeah. period of time. No one really uses the trays any longer. Although I do have... I do have the Han and Carbonite ice trays, of course you which do, which are which are a lot of fun. Yeah. So
2: it's uh, the oh, it's on the bottom, like the designs on the bottom yeah, the designs yeah, on
0: yeah. the bottom. So when you pop it out, then you got you got Han. Yeah, then yeah. and the and what do you put that in your scotch? In? What? What do you put that in? I don't. Never use them. <laughs> I just look at them.
1: Him. Yeah, uh, they're mint in box, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you don't take them out <laughs> when you like ruin it.
0: <laughs> if you're if you're a nerd culture person, I find that a lot of what you own are things that you could use at some point, but never do. I just it's, did a purge. It's very, did you purge? Did you yeah, purge? I just like got rid of a bunch of just stuff. Like I was just like, this is just stuff. I don't. So once a year, no laws. Anything's okay until. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I killed my wife. I killed I killed her. <laughs> it was fine though. It was during the it purge. Was during the purge.
2: Yeah, but now I got to
0: deal with the body.
1: Uh, no. Well, as long as you dispose it before the purge is over. Oh, okay. okay, it's totally yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my wife saved my nerd life because I've got my office in the house, and that's mine. But everything else is completely off limits. So I can't put any Batman shit in the kitchen or in the living room or anything else. I am contained. What about classy stuff?
2: What about classy Batman stuff?
1: No, no. There's no such thing in my wife's eyes. Because she she has actual class versus nerd (laughs) class. And so she said when we got the house, she said, this is your room. Enjoy yourself. Do whatever you want. But the door stays closed. And there's nothing else leaking out into the house. Uh, (laughs) So that makes you, it forces you sort of to maintain your collection on a sort of sparse level. Because you can't just let it go nuts and and spread everywhere.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and you don't want to, like, it's like, I don't want to spend money for, like, a storage space to, like, put stuff in. Because then it defeats the purpose. Or like, for
1: divorce lure. there's
0: two know, things <laughs> you don't want to spend money on. I think, I think the blessing and the curse is that my girlfriend is actually worse than I am about that stuff. So if that. I'm like, oh, I should probably get this portal gun. She's like, why not get five? Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> We can make a mobile for yeah. the, uh, yeah, exactly. the dining room. When, <laughs>
2: exactly. when Dee and I first moved into each, with each other, uh, like there was, a, like we both had all of the trade paperbacks for Walking Dead. And, sure. there was, and There was like a conversation, like, "Well, whose do we get rid of? Because <gasps> we just can't have both." Oh my god! And then it was just like merge the collection. Yeah, it was a real weird. Like I was like, and then like I just realized, like it, does, like it kept on telling myself, it doesn't make a difference, it doesn't make. A but like you remember, but when you know you that's a lie. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we just held on to. Them. Yeah, both it's of them. Still now. Just like a fucking one, one two, two, three, three, four more, all the way down the line. You didn't mix
0: them together, did you?
2: They're never gonna know who's I know, but that's what marriage is, Chris. It's <laughs> Not consolidating. Not knowing going, where you start or oh, end, and no. you're just miserable. No.
1: No. This is such a modern phenomena, the nerd girl, by the way, that you marry. They were so few mm. and far between when I was coming up in my nerddom. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I, right. I went to a con and there was no women anywhere, and, they, <laughs> and the ones that were there certainly weren't hot. There was no cosplay, and they didn't—you didn't lust <laughs> after them. Them. You know, girls were something you hid your nerddom from. Yeah, now, now that you're embracing it and, and meeting women who share it, you love I, I, I do, I do have yeah.
0: to say that in my experience, it was you know there was maybe one girl in our chess club, and it was like you know nine guys, and, and then computer in computer lab, and then within with video games, and 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 it just at the time it was just more of an early adoptery thing. I, I don't know. I mean, like not not just not just women but like all types like all types of people are in a nerd shit now all types of people yeah, well. and at the time it was a very 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 specific uh it was a very specific experience and so it you know it did change but it's so much of that stuff you know, people from our generation grew up and started putting that out in the world, like just sort of re-expressing it for the masses. And so yeah. now it's yeah. now, now it's, the lines it's mainstream are mainstream pop culture. Yeah, exactly. Now it is it is is all the non Kardashian sectors of pop culture, yeah. um, which I'm I'm fine with. I, I don't I don't mind. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not like a, a nerd elitist in the way where I go uh, no new people. That guy doesn't <laughs> seem like he should be a what's she doing? What the yeah. fuck? It's like great. ever more. Great. There's more stuff. Yeah. There's right. more, just more stuff we get to consume. Stuff that's better produced. And you more know? people yeah. I can talk about it. More yeah. People. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, was, yeah. I was, I I was ashamed.
2: Uh, I was like a guy was like, "Are oh, you kind of bummed out?" Because I've always like since I was a kid a huge zombie fan, and like he's like, "Are you kind of bummed out that it's like the big thing?" And I was like, "No," because there's a ton more for me to watch now. I don't understand why you would think I'd be bummed out about it. People
0: hate it when the thing that is very personal to them all of a sudden becomes mainstream because. They don't want to have anything in common with everyone else. But yeah. That's
2: just like then they're not like. Do, is that the question? Or do they really enjoy it, or are they just using it as an identity?
0: I think it's both, but yeah. it's but largely it's you know the identity thing of like uh, you know well I don't want to have anything in common with those. Fi- those I don't want to have anything in, my, in common with the kids who watch American Idol. Fuck them. Because that means transitively that I, yeah. and I'm and i not going to be part of, you know. Yeah. Those are the
1: kids that stuffed me in a in a locker when I was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I think they do identify their 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 sort of solitude with whatever it is that they're into. And once yeah. that goes away, then they feel like they're being homogenized. It's that hipster music thing. You know, they don't like the band. So, yeah, really once it's big. being played on radio, then it loses all of Yeah. Love
2: it is funny though because it still happens. That, like my neighbor uh, got this like old like Range Rover, like a, like a like a sixties Range Rover, and I was like, "Hey, that's that's a that's really cool, man. It's like a, a good zombie mobile." Uh, and he's like, "What's that?" I was like, "It's, it's a good, you know, for the I'm zombie apocalypse." Close, just and he's like, Zo- "Apocalypse?" And I was like, <laughs> is that like the polar vortex? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, See you on Trash Day. <laughs> See you on Trash Day. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. Like, it's like, you know, it's in this day and age, it is rare that you have that nerd shame where you're just like, you like confidently make a reference to something. Like, what is that? You're like, all right, here, Yeah, yeah uh, but comics, no, com- nothing.
0: I, as comics, you know, like, it's not just enough growing up in the, in that way, but also having the comic gene, too, makes all of that way, way worse when you realize that, you know, Most people don't say horrible, ridiculous things in a conversation. people are socially acceptable. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you feel like you kind of got it from both ends. Yeah. You're either not going to get the references or you're not going to understand why I just, you know, like, (laughs) why I just called, like, uh, why I was just like, oh, those nuns are cunts, aren't they? What? (laughs) I was kidding. They're obviously not. I was just. Yeah. Yeah. They're cunt nuns. Cunt nuns From Nabisco <laughs> Try new chocolate cunt nuns
2: <laughs> Well no, cunt nuns would be black and white cookies Well, I guess they would,
0: yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. they would. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get into the habit New fruit flavored cunt nuns <laughs> some, some good punning uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, good pun. Good pun. yeah, I just
2: saw Oreos has rice crispy treat flavored Oreos now what Hold I on. just I just saw it on Instagram Rice? Crispy what? treat I'm trying to wrap Oreos. my brain
0: around that yeah.
2: what yeah, you know because of science you could just make something taste like something right yeah, but I'm yeah. still
0: trying to wrap my brain around is it are there crispies in the Oreo cream no, it
2: just tastes like it, the cream tastes like it,
0: yeah, I believe the. Cream tastes like it. I
2: don't know. <laughs> Rice
1: Krispies. You know what? Don't well, uh, come in here
2: half-assed. Right? Have your facts or don't. Guys, my eyes can't taste. <laughs> if they could, I could describe it for you. But I, they can't. Oh, sounds oh, like we'll a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> my, my eyes, eyes can't, can't taste. taste. <laughs> my eyes can't taste what you're feeding me. <laughs> Who's that?
1: Who's that? It's like <laughs>
2: that?
0: <That's> Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yep. It's Jonathan Swift. Taylor uh, Swift. It's Jonathan Swift. <laughs> oh, no, Who perfect. wrote <laughs> Gulliver's <laughs> Travels. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ralph, your
0: your background is, is, is uh, sketch comedy.
1: Yeah, sketch and improv. That's how I, I got started in this town. At were least. you at Acme the same as Corolla? That yeah. You guys were? That's uh, with Cortland, too. With Cortland Cox, That's uh, right. Adam Corolla, a bunch of very funny people came out of Acme Comedy Theater. We were sort of the. Uh, the uh, redheaded stepchild to the groundlings the groundlings was the big monster in town and then yeah. some people who had been there and didn't care for sort of how they operated did an offshoot and started this theater the Acme Comedy Theater that was before IO uh, uh,
2: moved to town way before, uh, way before. Yeah, there was yeah.
1: only two of us in town really it was groundlings and Acme at the oh, time shit. that was it um, Maybe Second City might have had some presence. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were oh, right yeah. next to the improv. But that Forgot was still,
0: that. Acme still predates all that. Like, Second so. City plopped in, like, maybe 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, okay. So and then it Acme's did, been around it did there for really 20, work. better than 20. Yeah, Acme, oh, okay. Acme's been around. But then it, now it's not Acme anymore. I don't know. It, I don't it's in this kind of weird. It
1: changed hands. Yeah, and, and I think they still have the physical space on La Brea, but I think the, the theater has moved back to North Hollywood or something. I'm not really sure the dynamics.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of there were a lot of really funny. Like uh, Shane Nickerson was through the Acme, and Will Wheaton did a bunch of stuff at the Acme, yeah. and
1: um, Brett Baron, Dave Finkel, who I came up with at Acme, they're the uh, showrunners now. A new girl now, you know. Oh, so nice. A, a lot of guys that I sort of came up with got either into animation or sitcom writing or something else. They're not a lot of performers, but uh, are stayed in the business one way or the other. And uh, Paul Rugg, who was uh, Freakazoid, if you, if you know that show. Yeah, He uh, yeah. used to write with all the Animaniacs crew and Paul McCann and all those guys. They were all original uh, Acme members. And they, huh. And they kind of took over that, that regeneration of the Warner Brothers product with animation back in the 90s. Oh, you know, Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons and, and Animaniacs yeah. and, and uh, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what was
2: the form of improv
1: there? Uh, it was primarily sketch. Oh, okay. With some improv sort of sprinkled in. Oh, okay, you cool. Know? So... Um, so most of us were actors and writers at the time, and we were just you know just cranking stuff out and putting it up to various degrees of success. Both it was a weekly show. Yeah, it was. It was. It, we would uh, do it every week, um, actually twice Fridays. It would be a Friday and Saturday show, and then you know the show once we honed it would run for I don't know four or five months, and then we'd be workshopping new material and then put up a whole new show. So oh, cool. We did you know. Four or five new shows a year, and right. um, it was a blast. It was still some of the best times I've ever had in my life, both creatively and sort of in fun. And that's the nice thing about being sort of rich—excuse uh, me, rich, poor, and young—is that <laughs> well, the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> the opposite of what hey, I make just it said say make it, man, <laughs> is that you can do that stuff, and you don't mind, you know, not making a buck. And everybody was sort of struggling, and and it was a very creative time. So yeah, that's what I that was. I started with sketch and improv, and then through Acme is how I met Jimmy Kimmel, who had become friends with Adam Carolla. And uh, when they decided to go off to do the Man Show, that's when the opening on the Kevin and Bean show sort of uh, presented. Mm. And Kevin and Bean went to Jimmy Kimmel and said, do you know anybody who can do voices or write comedy or, you know, do the kind of stuff that you do for us? And he said, yeah, uh, Ralph Garman would be good. So we met and Kevin and Bean said, do you have any radio experience? And I said, I listened to it. <laughs> uh, I said, but no, it's nothing I really ever wanted to do. And... Um, They said, well, we're looking for somebody who really has some radio experience, because Jimmy had started in radio. And I said, well, look, let's just, I need a job, and you need a guy, so let's, you know, make a temporary arrangement, and when you find somebody better, then, you know, I'll graciously exit. And that was supposed to be like a three-month Deal, and you know, it's almost 15 years later. I wow, that's incredible. It's, yeah, it's one of those things where you just fall into something yeah. that you had no anticipation. Do they give you the uh, Dread Pirate Roberts? Uh, good night, Ralph. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. <laughs> that's
0: right. Well, most likely yeah. fire you in the morning.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, I think I'm in now. I got a contract. <laughs> i think i here okay, for good. a while. Yeah, you know. right, okay, it started yeah. off that way, though. Like, we'll give you five dollars a day, and <laughs> you can't talk to anyone. And you know, it was very awkward.
2: But, um, did you kind of like the idea of it, though, because you would be done in the day and time to go on auditions? Yeah, actually, it
1: was it was like the great straight job. You know, I had been bartending nights previous, so it was the same thing. Only the hours were reversed. I knew I could free up. Yeah. And um, early on, you know, they didn't care whether I really stayed or went, as long as I generated some material each week. So I could go off for a couple of days and shoot something. And I, it's it's a little harder now because I'm sort of a recurring member of the of the yeah, troops. Just, and it's yeah. not
0: the job that you think it's going to be. Morning radio is, you, in your head, you go... Uh, well, is it like three, three, four hours a day? Not yeah, that, knock then, that out. then you forget, like you have to come in and prep for the show. You have to do the actual yeah, show. You have yeah. to do like post show stuff.
1: I mean, it and really production is stuff. You're recording things. You're cutting. It's stuff It's like out an there. eight
0: nine hour day. It's just that you're done by like one. Yeah, yeah. And so you've already worked nine hours by the time people are having lunch, and it's weird. And your friends are wondering why you're tired at three in the afternoon. It oh, is. It's man. almost like it's almost like what it, what I imagine it felt like to be. Rufus Sewell in Dark City, where there's just this <laughs> kind of like weird vibe, this weird glaze over the world, and you can't quite put your finger on it. You're like, God, just I don't know. I don't. I have been in weird here. I don't out know. of sync. And, yeah, you're a little yeah. out of sync with everybody yeah. else. It's it's really strange. It uh, it it really it. I, I I I could only do it for a year, and then I just I just couldn't. I started yeah. to go crazy. Well, also like I mean, you were you were still drinking around that time, right? I was.
2: So yeah. So was that like like would you just start drinking earlier, than go to sleep earlier, like? Yeah, not well, to say that
0: like, we, we, like we but, would, you
1: know, well, by, but by because
0: you're a social guy. Like, how did like how did it affect your social? But we life? would go get drinks at, at like eleven or twelve, right? Because by that time, that was like our five o'clock. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. so it was so it, it was, was happy hour. It was kind of a weird. It was just kind of a weird time. And then I would you know, then I would have a few drinks. I would I, I walked to this place at the end of my street and would have dinner there almost every night at like eight seven or eight o'clock. I'd have, like, you know, four or five beers or whatever and then just go back and fall asleep by 9.30 or 10 Shit. at the latest because I had to get up at 3.30 or 4 to, you know, because fucking,
1: oh, man, yeah. how the fuck do you do it? I'm made of stronger stuff than you are, Chris. That's <laughs> all I'm, <made> <laughs> sure. yeah. I'm just a little bit better than you are. <laughs> I think you are. That's all. I
0: love. I always love seeing you at Comic-Con, too, because I, I feel like, um, you know, there's a there's a couple of us who are in the game of, like, you know... Who's going to moderate what this year? Yeah, so it's so fun to see. There's just a hand. There's really kind of like a with the with the occasional like, oh, they just brought their own guy for that thing. But there really are a handful of us who just kind of cover them, and it's kind of I don't know. I feel like we're in this really neat little society. But it's
1: expanding though. More people are being added all the time, which makes me upset. We must crush them. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We must crush them. But, uh, yeah, it is. I, I just lost my, one of my favorite gigs. I used to do Dexter every year, and now that's gone, so uh, I've got some free well, time. Well, you know, so. to do a panel for
2: it after that last
0: season, how <laughs> That's you ever... true. I might have
2: dodged a bullet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you should just go back and do it every year, even without yeah. the cast that's, or the producers. Right, just so, just like,
2: me yeah. by myself, outside yeah. of the bullhorn. We're not going to focus our second hour on the beard <laughs> at the end of the... Uh,
0: <laughs> Lumberjack
2: Dexter will be today's topic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, you still cut things into pieces. if Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, b- burying wood yeah. out in the water. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, what are you excited about TV wise this year? Um, you know, I'm just I'm in love with the Blacklist. I just can't get enough of that. I've show. heard it's really good. It's I well again. Vader's great, but I haven't seen it. It's all very. Um, uh, subjective, but I think it's one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. Really? Yeah. It the production values and the and the scripts and the sort of the dark nature of it for mainstream television. I think it's really uh, it's really a great show. So that's sort of my new addiction. Did you get into
2: the? I watched the first episode of The Following, and like I was like, it seems like it could be something, but then didn't you know that that just that thing that extra little thing that doesn't make you right. go like.
1: You, all of a sudden it's like four weeks. You're like, oh, we never really caught up with it. You're going on a date with a pretty girl, but you're still just not falling in love. Yeah, right? you just yeah, yeah. Yeah, I felt the same way about the following. I think it's a well done show, but it just never hooked me. Yeah, Helix. Yeah. I like. Are you guys watching Helix? I've I I downloaded really the first really three
0: episodes, but I haven't seen them. I haven't watched them
1: yet. That's real, yeah. real involving stuff. I thought yeah. that was great. You yeah. see the following, the French show, the following.
2: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, fucking the uh, the return. Let, let the following go, man. <laughs> yeah. you are obsessed, yeah. guys. <laughs> Bacon needs it.
0: <laughs> well, uh, Ralph, what about The Following? Yeah. Now, that
1: show is good. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one yeah, I was going yeah, yeah. to yeah, yeah.
0: It's not better than The Following, but... <laughs> yeah. no. no. Yeah. You
1: know. The Following yeah. lost me early on, yeah. but the following, the following? It's a good nice. derivative <laughs> of The Following. <laughs> I thought definitely. so too. Yeah. Are you guys following me?
2: <laughs> uh, no, uh, The Returned. Uh, it's a French show you can see on uh, Amazon Prime, and it's just gorgeous and I moody. I think it's Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> prime. Uh, it's uh, in French? Uh, yes, that's subtitles. a lot of work.
1: That sounds like a lot of
2: work. It's All not right, so right. bad. It's a, It's it's so moody. There's not much talking. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, but it's. Uh, I think if you like the kind of. Uh, you know, it's it's really just gorgeously shot. It has this kind of uh, supernatural element, but without really, you know revealing too much there is that little bit of a fear there's always that little lost fear you have you're like it's like if i invest in like these fantasies is it going to pay off for me yeah and that's but it's like you don't care because the, the the journey of that show is just so crazy well that's the
0: important thing is that we have to, you know you got to remember on a show that it is about that it is about the journey because in the life of a show if it runs a long time it's going to change hands potentially with show owners yeah. i mean you know breaking bad never lost vince so right, yes. it just, it, it had his voice. Like it had him all the way through. It wasn't like, you know, people complain about Dexter or, you know, or, yeah. or any of the other, any, almost any other show. It just showrunners yeah. swap out. Because the guy comes in, he's hands. like,
2: this is going to be my take on it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let's no. fuck everything
0: else that happened there. We're going to yeah, do yeah. it this way. And then, and so you've, there's, stylistically, the show's not consistent or story wise, the shows aren't consistent. There's not one thing that goes all the way it's not self-contained but um so i think we just have to enjoy the we just have to enjoy the journey there's so few shows where you don't go no but season three wasn't great you know there's always there's always
1: lulls and there's always peaks and valleys and i find myself not responding more to sort of performers than i do story and and uh Scripts anyway because they they will fluctuate. But if you fall in love, like you said, Spader's great and Blacklist he is. And this Megan Boone, who's his co-star in that, she's she's I never knew where, who she was before, but I think she's terrific. in it. and if you can invest in those people, I'm, Michael C Hall was that way from your Dexter. You know, even in the worst of Dexter, I just think he's just terrific. And he's always, great. He, I yeah. always enjoyed being on the ride with him. You know, so I, I find myself maybe because I'm a performer at heart, but I always respond to that stuff more than anything. I think. Yeah,
2: I think that I think the performances in that Return uh, show, are, I think you'll. Over- What's like the dead? premise? Uh, it's this Alpine French Alpine uh, town that um, one day people that had died in the past just sh- show back up and they don't know why, and uh, and no well, this one. Sounds knows like why
1: resurrection. They're bringing to ABC the same premise. It's the I think it's is the that, American is that the American version. Yeah, yeah well yeah. then it's going to be better because it's American. <laughs> Fucking a right USA. Yeah, because, USA, because the American USA, version louder, of the bridge, more explosions. That's
2: right. American version of the bridge. So much better. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> so much better.
1: Kirkwood
0: uh, Smith. Yeah. <laughs> got just
2: give me my fucking uh, phone call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's, uh, they just show up and no one knows really why. And they're in the exact same age that they were when they died. So like people from a long time ago in different cases. And it's yeah. just uh, the way it affects the entire town. Purgatory. Is it purgatory? <laughs> <Is> That's <it purgatory? laughs> us <your> just go-to. <laughs> <It's> gonna, Dexter, <laughs> Dexter was in purgatory. Andrew's just, just, just going to fire default an default position. Yeah, yeah. Purgatory. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Lena Dunham's purgatory. in purgatory. Everyone's dead. It's purgatory. Yeah. Dream yeah. sequence. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking purgatory.
1: <laughs> That's what it has to be. I feel bad for people who are trying to put new fantasy and sci-fi stuff on television now because there's been such a glut, and we've been spoiled by so much good work. Now yeah. But if you're going to bring something, you know, you're making fun of Lost. But at the time, Lost was revolutionary. It no, no, like no. I still like I still you know? like Lost, and I, I, I didn't mind the ending.
2: I like it, it was. Uh, it was just for some reason people just get so angry. When you just, like, you go, I like Lost. They go, but that last thing. You go, what a, how dare you? All the joy it brought you for years. For years. We you, you loved it. Not enough joy. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel they owe me. Yeah. That's why I hate, like, the idea of, like, a spoiler alert. Like, where people, it's like, uh,
0: oh, don't tell me about what happens to break it Bad. It's like, do you not trust, does the show have to surprise you for it to be good to you? Well, can I say something particularly about that show? Is that one of the things about the show was the surprises, like the crazy turns in that show? So I will say that one in particular. Like there are some shows. To like... To me, it was the writing and the performing. But sure, yeah, if it's the crazy twists and turns. But that sure. that was part of it, though. That was yeah. really part of it, though. Is not is not is is just you know it's the last. Five seconds of the episode, and then all of a sudden, like oh, the thing—the no.
2: flowers. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the only time there's been scary flowers. <laughs> the
0: flowers. You know.
1: Wizard of Oz, though, too. Wizard of Oz had some scary. Flowers. Oh, true. And I guess when the they asleep in that pot in that uh, poppy the poppy field. Yeah. yeah, that was scary. The happening. The happening. It's the trees.
0: Hey, I can hey these trees, here. the trees. These trees here. These trees are <laughs> getting revenge on us, left and right. <laughs> Don't go down that road. Felt what? No, <laughs> you're not know, the king of me tree. I, I say when yeah, I yeah, fuck tree. Yeah. I'm just mashing up the movies. Yeah. I'm just
1: mashing yeah. up boogie. Hey, tree, they're at. so passionate now about television. They take it so personally that I think it's a daunting task. It used to be people would just make television, people would watch it, and then they'd go to work and have families <laughs> yeah, yeah. and stuff. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't dire. Came uh, have a theory on that. I, have, I, have, I, actually have a
0: theory on that. Why, why why
1: television fans now are so much more insane. Yeah, I do. I have a theory on that
0: because. I believe that the methods of media consumption now are so much more intimate than they used to be that people – it becomes a part of who they – I mean, people have control now. They can pretty much watch anything they want, whenever they want, however they want. So there's a certain amount of intimacy that's been created in our our little bubbles, the way that we consume – I mean, television used to just sort of work like – you couldn't, you could maybe record it on VHS, but really, if it didn't hit you in the face when it was on, then that was pretty much it, you know? Yeah. But now we have such ownership. You can own shows. Like, you can own a season, I'm sure you can own a show and watch it whenever you want. And so yeah. I think because we consume it more intimately, it, it, it attaches more.
1: People are just like,
0: my children, you know, like really
1: <laughs> creepy about it. I think it's cultural though too. I think maybe, you know, I'm in the entertainment business so maybe I shouldn't be biting the hand that feeds me, but I think there's sort of a misplaced uh Weight that's put on entertainment in this country now on all levels film and television and movies and internet. I think we can all agree it's more important than teaching and it's more important than <laughs> charity. I mean, I don't remember my father when I was growing up saying, Don't tell me what happens on Dragnet. I, have, <laughs> you know, I, I absolutely, I know. I, I know they're going to enforce the law, and that's <laughs> all I know. Yeah. That's right. I need to know what Jack Webb is going to do. I mean, he, did, he enjoyed the show, loved no. the show, but he never really it never got in the way of his life. Did yeah. he say just the facts, ma'am? Oh, great. Right. Oh, now thanks. I know he says just the facts. R- ma'am. Spoiler alert, you know, Adam. Oh, Adam 12? I mean, it just never seemed like there was that sort of misplaced obsession, almost to the exclusion of other things. And I don't know whether that is, like you said, because of the delivery system, or whether we have just become a nation of... Spoiled assholes?
0: <laughs> spoiled
1: <laughs> assholes? Or watchers, you know, where everything, where everything is done sort of vicariously, and, and the watching experience has trumped the doing experience. It is yeah. a drug,
0: though. The, um, I, I, I think as much <laughs> as we make fun of the spoiler thing, I think it is a weird... Narcotic. It's a weird social narcotic because <clears throat> people cherish that moment where they get the high of like, oh, this crazy thing! You know, that if you take that away from them, it's like taking someone's fucking Coke. Or, yeah. You know, like where they you took their drug away from them and they don't get to experience that thing, which was going to be the highlight of their day. But yeah. well, if that's
1: the case and people are focused in on that, why is the obsession about finding stuff out early also equally strong? Why do people leak scripts to the internet? Why do they pull video off of the set and, and pictures that are shot in the bushes of what the new costume looks like for Batman or whatever? So it's love yeah. to
0: ride that fence. You know, it's like a, it's like a Christmas present. You ever do the thing with your parents? Oh, like, what would to... you get me? Do you remember really want to tell you? No.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: What is it? So you want me to tell you? No. I, are you peeking? I'm peeking. Okay. Did you see it? Oh, God damn uh, it, mom. I just saw. it. Why uh, would you do that to me?
2: All yeah. the magic.
0: Dead. Dad, you ruined of, it. You ruined it. Dad's drunk again. I'm sorry. That was just my house. <laughs> see uh, see what you've done to your
1: father? A little sense memory exercise. What's wrong?
0: <laughs> oh, thanks. Another six-pack um, of Bud Light, yeah. Dad. Well, you're going to have to chat with Smoke up, Johnny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> see this? <laughs> Merry Christmas! I'm
0: that's glad the the
2: of Christmas I become a man. <laughs> but I, I used to, I used to be that way too. I used to be that way with music. Like if a friend of mine's like, "Hey, I got the new, you know, whatever record," like I'd be like, "Go give it to me. I want to hear it." It's, it comes out next week. I need to hear it now. But like uh, just last week, my friend's like, "Hey, here's a link to the new Beck," and I was like, "I'll wait till it comes out." Good uh, for you. Yeah, you're all grown up. I know. That's <laughs> what, it. Was really that kind of feeling that like I was like I was like yeah. Let it just happen. I don't need to f- rush things, you know? Maybe. Well, especially because it's sort of...
0: I, I really enjoy the anticipation of things
2: now. Sometimes it's better. It is a little bit better. There's one of the reasons
0: why I kind of like watching Walking Dead week to week, as opposed to... Just getting all the episodes. It's, it's a daunting task. You know, there, there are some shows like where I feel like I've just been swept over by the wave of like, like Homeland I haven't watched yet. Yeah, but I feel yeah, like yeah. now that we're a few seasons in, now it's a pro now it's a fucking chore of like I gotta buckle down and watch these three seasons. Yeah. You know, yeah. like when am I gonna and I think of it as this thing that I'm going to have to set aside, you know, like, 30 hours for. You know,
1: Chris, if you never see Homeland, it's okay. What? For it's you. not it's, okay. No, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it's all right. No, but you know. It's just television. I know it Chris. is, but
0: you know you know, with what you and I do, if you haven't seen everything, people are like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, you know, What you do you mean you haven't seen it? the fucking crazy. Just bullshit. Just lie. Just <laughs> find out a few key facts about everything <laughs> and extrapolate that out and just lie to people. <laughs> just a reference point. That's that right. Point. Just be able to throw yeah. some buzzwords around and yeah. pretend, man. Oh, she
2: pretend. cries all the time. Ah, oh, yeah, you know, exactly. I've never <laughs> seen an episode of the show. I just know that's what people
1: say. Uh, or you could do sort of
0: crying, Jags. So you <laughs> could just sort of keep the conversation there the air by just saying like really obvious yeah. things about the show. Did you see Homeland? Claire Danes? Huh? Oh
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And
2: then when the terrorist, um, the terrorist said, yeah, "Oh, I when could. he did the thing," it
0: was a, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I didn't. Could not you believe when that. he th- that with the Karam? Remember? What about <laughs>
2: the
0: finale? What about the finale? <laughs> what about that? huh? Did you see that coming? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, in the previous yeah, episode. I told they, you it was going to happen. I know. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I meant the nine month way they did it. Yeah. The yeah. end, when he finally died, that was extremely sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Where was that? Fletch. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Shame about Ed, sure was. Yeah. To go so suddenly like that. Yeah. He was in intensive care <laughs> for four months. I know, but in the very end, yeah, when he yeah, actually yeah. died, yeah. that was <laughs> extremely sudden. <laughs> I feel like there just aren't any Fletch type com- comedies anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I like, like that. By fletch type comedies," you mean like uh, like like
1: smart one ass, ass, ass protagonist, like the smart guy.
0: like smart ass protagonist, really driven by a single guy with a serious story, with kind of a seri- like those those blockbuster comedies are donut, you know, like the Beverly Hills Cop and the Fletch, and the, yeah, you know, and moments of drama and stuff. The, like they that. they just don't, you know, those don't. I don't. I can't think of one that is right now. Well,
2: there is like like a thing about comedies too is like they don't. Like they want to just they want it to be so funny that they just forget about like characters and stories so much where they don't even like let stuff sit that could just be a sweet moment like there's in trading places uh, with the uh, with Eddie Murphy and then the the Butler uh, like there's just like this Denholm Elliott yeah yeah and there's like a kind of a sweet moment where it's like you know like whatever you need there's like, and they just kind of sit
1: before cutting away. Yeah. And the, nothing funny happens, but it's great. Well, you have to have not funny things to know what the, thing, what the funny things are. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. That's, the, that's the beauty of really good comedy is that smart people recognize that you have to have Straight moments because that's what pays off the last. Well, if you just pack it, yeah. everything with punchline after punchline, you get numb to it. You need it. dynamics, right. pretty much. It's like special effects in action movies. You yeah. Know? I mean, you can only see robots fight for so long until you actually get a little bored of it. Yeah.
2: And that's uh, the, you know, the, uh, the Seth MacFarlane's, the, the Western movie. It, that Million looks, Ways to Die in the West? Yeah, it looks
1: like it's just going to be nonstop jokes. Well, I'll uh, thank you for the, uh, the lead in. I'm in that film.
2: Oh, you are? Yeah. We
1: talked about that yesterday. I think the movie looks pretty I think it looks funny. great, but it looks
2: like nonstop. And yeah. I'm all for nonstop jokes. Like, it's just like there's movies that are good at that. Uh, but, like... It seems like a good opportunity to actually do... And maybe you can tell me more
1: about the movie. This movie is going to be hilarious. And um, I've known Seth for about a decade because I do a lot of voices on Family Guy. I'm in Family Guy every episode. So he was kind of to put me in Ted. I play Mark Wahlberg's dad in Flashback when the bear first comes to life. I'm his father. You're not the king of me, Ralph.
0: (laughs) I'm the king of me. You're not King Ralph. Sorry, John Goodman.
1: (laughs) Uh, Alex Borstein and I were in that, and so he put me in this one, too. And uh, I was there, and I'm telling you, it is going to be hilarious, but largely because of what we were talking about, which is there's a real point of view and a real story being told. There is. And everything, okay. everything else is being hung on. It's not like Blazing Saddles, you know? It's not just a bunch of jokes about the just West. Gags.
2: Yeah, just sketches. Seth is a
1: sly motherfucker, you know? Like, he
0: didn't try to make the jump to... S- to superstar too fast. No, nope. he was genius. He, you know, it it's like the fact
2: that his first big movie. He's like he's just just the voice. Yeah, just yeah. the voice.
0: Voice of the bear. Yeah. You know, it's like how about this? Okay. okay, it's
1: animation, but it's not really live action. Uh,
0: yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, this is just crazy. I'm just spitballing. Well, what if my face were in <laughs> yeah, this yeah. one? You yeah, know, that smile. Sure. I mean, if it, you know, if he's able to pull it off, it's going to be, you know, and the truth. I, I think he will absolutely be able to pull it off. I, I think. The trailers, the trailer really great, and just trailer, coming yeah. off of Ted, and I, I think it's, I, I think it's, it's gonna do good. I think it's gonna do even like Seth MacFarlane needs more money and jobs, yeah. <laughs> funny. I hope the guy but he catches it, a break. I think it's, know, yeah. seriously. Yeah. God, but I, poor guy. What I like about him though is that like he, it's clear that he like he
2: loves comedy and he loves jokes and he loves sketches and he and like it's like you know like with the type of people he hires, like they're all like so funny and it's like the fact that he. Wants to keep on you use- the fact that you're in you know Family Guy and then he puts you in the movies. Too. He's very
1: loyal to the people that yeah, he works with. But that's you
2: know? like that's like the fun of watching you know Christopher Guest movies because you know it's like he's going to be working with people he likes. Well, my you know? friend,
0: um, uh, there's a couple guys who write on Family. Who, well, actually, one of them's now one of the EPs, um, but he's been there since the beginning. Alec? No, no, a guy named Steve Callahan. Oh, okay.
1: Another Acme grad.
0: Yeah, that's right. Steve Steve Callahan was my orientation counselor at UCLA. Oh, wow. And so we were in a stand-up comedy club together, Steve and this other guy named Pat Megan, who also writes on Family Guy. Yeah, sure. And they've been there, like, forever. And so I think it does say say something about a show, like, when your writers stick around for a a a long time. Because it's, you know if it's a toxic environment or if the room sucks or if it's just like then people can't wait to bail and go work on something else Yeah well
2: like the turnover in the Simpsons is you know it's pretty crazy the amount well, of guys God that come that around.
0: show I mean like I just don't even know how you write for that family anymore like yeah. how do you how do even you not possibly run out? I don't know for, I mean it's I don't envy that task of that many episodes Yeah that's just going to it's it's just eating itself yeah. at How, this point.
2: Are they at a point where Sideshow Mel has had his own episode? <laughs> oh, I'm
0: sh- sure, I'm sure. Yeah, there must be, there must be some sort of a Sideshow Mel origin story. It must be or right. something. He yeah. just shows
2: up because Bob goes to jail. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> but like like, I love the little peaks of like he's like clearly like an old theater actor.
0: You know the funny thing is, in my head, sideshow side uh, side Mel is still the new guy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that Far Side comic. Yeah, where it's like the guy's like like thousand like snatches on the wall, the other guy just has a little bit less. He's like, stop yeah. calling me new guy. <laughs> 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 Change beards.
0: Oh, the fucking Far Side. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't <laughs> get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it.
1: I don't get it. Yeah. Um, so, are you pitching any shows? or w- w- uh, always, to, to, with no success. Um, Television's tough. It is. It's frustrating. But that's the nice thing about having a steady gig is that you don't ever get panicked or desperate. You know, so you do it. And if it you have a few good steady gigs, if something, if something comes up, then great. And if it doesn't, then well, that's fine. You know, your kids will eat, so it all works out. But um, Kevin Smith and I were trying to maybe take Hollywood Babylon to television, maybe do a TV version of that. Oh, cool. Which would, Oh, so it'd be like just do. like an entertainment news show, but actually watchable and funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which are none of on television. Yeah, <laughs> so it'd work out that way.
2: Um, <laughs> Fap and information. Right.
1: I mean, we we, we we talked about doing an entertainment news show that does not jerk off celebrities. You know, which, yeah. Again, doesn't exist. But yeah. so, and we you know who knows if that's going to happen or not. But we got a couple irons in the fire. Do
2: you worry? You know, about the, the jokes you make. Like, the whole, like, thing that happened with David Spade and the Hollywood Minute, where it's, uh, you know... All of a sudden, he, he was rubbing elbows with those people, and he was like, hey, they're jokes! Yeah, like, he would be horrible to them, uh, like, in jokes. Because they're just jokes. Right. But then he has to, like, interact with these people, or, you know, do you ever find, like... you Are you worried that in the... And the showbiz beat—you're going to make fun of like a show, and then like you, like you you see a oh shit, there's a I got an audition with them tomorrow. Well, you know
1: the nice thing is that I only make fun of people if I'm really if I hit them hard, it's people I genuinely don't like and don't condone their behavior or yeah. their product or whatever. So if I would run up against them and they had a problem with that, I'd be fine with that because I can understand if someone takes a shot at you, you don't like them. But I, if I don't like them, that. I wouldn't want to be friends with them or work with them anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. I never want to be friends with the Kardashians, so that's not going to be be a danger. I always felt worse for Kevin because he's a guy who's – a director, and still will direct. And I said, maybe someday you're going to have someone walk into a room or something that we talk about that's going to cheese you off. But he's always the cuddly one. I'm always the abrasive one anyway. So he's (laughs) very smart about how he plays that. He's a stoner, and I'm a drinker. So that's the dynamic of the show. You know, I go out there and chew people a new asshole. And he's like, oh, Ralph, come on. Cut him a break.
0: i got to pick up this. There's asshole all over the ground. (laughs) That's right. Someone's got to clean this up, but I'm too high to do it.
1: No, it's weird, because Seth, who... um, yeah, very close with, and Kevin, I'm very close with. They have sort of a contentious, contemptuous relationship, and um, because they, Smith took some, uh, I think on Clerks, the animated series, they took a shot at Family Guy or something, and so uh, Seth mm-hmm. took some shots at Kevin Smith on a couple episodes back, and everything. Oh, so that's there's a little tension there. So I, I guess you do run into that once in a while when you're when you're making fun of people, but I, I think it was uh, Dennis Miller said when he was doing SNL and he would make fun of people and he would run into people occasionally he'd say if they're upset with me he said I get it nobody likes to be made fun of but that's also my job so I can't not do it
0: yeah Dennis yeah. Miller said if I run into someone that I made fun of I just remind them that I'm an asshole yeah. that's right chat
1: cha yeah. it's Chan, like Chan, it's Chan, like Chan, King
0: Tut and Common coming at you from the fucking backside even that
2: was too common of a reference I need another can we get another King from
0: What are my Ramses over here one of my Ptolemy uh, yeah. earn. <laughs> um you guys, uh, I, I'm excited that you that you were doing like a Smodcast uh, version of At Midnight. Yeah, decision. we're very excited about it too. I'm so excited. It. To, the, it, it was. Uh, I'm happy to claim credit for that idea. It's pretty smart. Well, I, I, it's not even. I, it wasn't. There wasn't anything strategic about the decision. It was just like I really like those guys, and I think I also think that. Our show, it works especially well when everyone on the panel are buddies. Yeah. And so when you guys all know each other, that's like the engine of the show, the game show part of the show is just to get you guys in the same place and interacting. And then yeah. all the interaction stuff is really where the show is.
1: That's what we're looking forward to is the three of us being on stage and be able just to cut up and have a good time and make fun you know, of each other as well as you.
0: It'll be f- – uh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what's the- that's my favorite what's that? part. What's that, what's that? <laughs> Well, You know what's so funny is how people try to start – You know, and and like like uh, people out in the in the Twitterverse, people in the audience will try to start shit, and I think they do it because they think they're trying to help and be your buddy. But you know, someone (laughs) said, uh, "Whoa, Kevin Smith took a shot on uh, comic book man at Hardwick," and I was like. I'm sure he didn't. I mean like I yeah. I know enough to know like right. you know he loves you. It wasn't yeah. it, you know and so when I found out what it was is that he basically came up and said welcome to the only show on AMC not hosted by Chris Hardwick or something right. like that. Right. Which that was I, by the way a respectful. Like it was a really funny it was, it was a really lot, funny. Which is good. It was really funny, but there were a handful of people that were determined to like make it a thing. Did you see yeah. what he said about you? I Yes, Also, it he's right. There's two <laughs> hosted shows on the network. <laughs> right. His is the other one. Yeah so it's you know it, it I feel like some of that is a little bit of other people just kind of poking and going "Did hey, you fucking hear me. You them, they you know? love it.
1: I mean, especially on Twitter, they love the. It's beats, empowering. You know? yeah. It's
0: empowering for a person to, because then you have that other guy's attention. What did that guy say?
1: I mean, Kevin and I left uh, the John Lovitz Comedy Club on bad terms when we left uh, that place up at Universal before we moved to the Improv to do our Hollywood Babylon show. And when you went to do the podcast with Lovitz, oh, I saw those. Everybody tweets. was like dumping us denricrate. saying, "What's Hardwick doing? I thought he was your buddy, but he's going. He's going to spend no time idea. with Lovitz, and yeah. you had no idea. I didn't about have any, any idea. I was totally and not. Up we didn't screen. think no. for a minute that there was any sort of. So you know, I,
0: you know, I dm Kevin and I, I sent I sent Kevin a little direct message. And I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't know anything happened, and I'm I, I just didn't know, you know." But but yeah, there were a handful of people that tried to make it. How could you do yeah. that to your friends? I'm like, oh, I I yeah. "You know what, I wasn't." You know, I feel like so much of what we do is is you know trying to be supportive and and friendly and cool. You know, to yeah. make people happy. And then when still people are like, "How dare you?" Yeah. Like I didn't. <laughs> There are actual evil people yeah. in the
2: world. I'm just dumb, so I didn't know. One time, one time, like uh, on my other podcast, you know, like I, I made fun of like uh, I was making fun. of – I love this this dumb bit that Corolla does, where he's just talking about ketchup packets, and I was like making fun of like all the other small things, like you know, chopsticks not being able to be pulled apart, like you know, like all the things he would keep on. And right. I was doing like it, like just like a silly impression, and went down a rabbit hole. Of it. And it's not like... It wasn't making fun of him. It was just making fun of, like, like, how much smaller could you get of, like, stuff you're getting angry at. Right. Which is, like, his... That's, that's his stick. stick. Yeah. yeah, and I loved it. And I was just goofing off. And then there was, like... These people going like tweeting at Chris going you better get your boy in check because he's like
1: <laughs> he's taken that.
2: how dare you let that happen Karolim like fucking let you he got you started I was like, I, was like oh, I don't understand I was just just making jokes. yeah yeah he is just ignores everyone yeah, Ignore everyone, everyone
1: all the time yeah That's just the only answer the good the bad the indifferent you just can't listen to any of it because it'll make you insane I feel like yeah. sometimes I
0: feel like sometime. Uh, I think we might be in about an hour. Or an hour, or an hour. I, oh I got the sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got podcasts. It's funny that you would go on my other podcast, and that's a thing that people say now. I know. <laughs> yeah, really. it, don't
2: worry. It felt
1: weird. <laughs> 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 uh, when well, I'm with my wife, and with my girlfriend, they're a very different experience. So, <laughs> um,
0: but uh, uh, I, I, I feel like we need to have you back on. I want to hear stories of you and Cordy and those guys all living together because I've. There was, there was some sort of like, you know, either someone shat in a pool table or dropped a condom in a pool table. There was a condom
1: in the corner pocket of our pool table at the <laughs> house, yeah, after one particularly good party. Yeah, uh, Not we a were, new condom. We were cleaning up yes. the next day and a used condom was in the corner oh. pocket of. Cool table. Corner yeah. pockets. See, yeah. that doesn't bother me. If people get that reaction; it doesn't bother me at all. I'm glad they were safe. Whatever happened on that table, it happened safely. I think that's a good that's idea. It's very considerate of you. Did <laughs> yes. you have to clean that up? Yes, I did. <laughs> was it you? Yeah. You, picked Which, it <laughs> you picked it up. You <laughs> picked <laughs> it up. We're all we're all humans, man. Sure, so it's all good. Yeah,
2: yeah. And humans yeah. shit and bleed <laughs> and come yeah, and and, and it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> the severed
0: head that bugged me. Put <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the with a, head. With a muse condom in it. That was. <laughs> I just shoved it in the nose. It was weird. It was one in the neck hole. I don't know yeah. what happened. It was a yeah. crazy party. It was a totally yeah.
1: crazy party. Yeah, three of us shared that house, and Corolla was not the heavy party guy. Cordy and I were more of the guys who would like to party, so Adam was always had this sort of bemused, separate distance, and he was would, he would just comment on stuff constantly, you know? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Cordy was a... Uh, by the time Cordy and I were working together, he was a refined Guinness drinker. Yes. It was very much, oh, yeah, Guinness... Cordy's now working over at um, 51 Minds, which is Mark Cronin's company that is actually producing my girlfriend's show for sci-fi. See it all. It all comes, around. comes around. It all comes back around. Why are you staring at me when you say that? It all comes back around. <laughs> it all comes back around. <laughs> oh my God! All these dead people just came back, and they're the same age they were when they died. There must be an explanation for this other in purgatory. That like the no, it's purgatory. It's purgatory. That sounds like the following. It sounds like the following. It's that the following? Maybe it's the end times. Does that bring up the following? Oh, yeah. that, enjoy your following. <laughs> the following. Um, well, it's good to see you, man and Thanks for having I'm, me on, I'm man. super excited pleasure. to have you uh, on the show And then and I always really enjoy coming back on the, the Kevin and Bean show it's, We love having you I thought for the longest time that Kevin and Bean didn't want me on Why would you think that? I don't know, it was just there was a period of like 10 years where I didn't do the show So I just... <laughs> <laughs> so
1: maybe that's why you thought that <laughs> You know what, now I think of, maybe you thought that because they didn't want you on the show for 10 years
0: <laughs> <laughs> And then and then I don't know and then I guess it was all fine and something and they were really cool and you know now I've you know we've That's become weird. pals again I, I wasn't
1: aware of that drought but Oh uh, no the, and it can't happen again not on my watch
0: No sir. and they've been great and be you know every once in a while I'll I'll, I'll I've had lunch with uh, bean a couple times and you know it's it's always nice to come in and and see the guys it really does feel like I don't know it feels very comfortable for me there like even though we were in the Burbank building yeah, you guys right. are in the Venice building. It it's still uh well that's not really Venice. I don't know what section of the
1: yeah. Culver City ish. Culver I guess. Venice. It's Culver adjacent. Turbo
0: it's turbo Venice. <laughs> it's just like the edge of Venice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I always like I I don't know, I kinda like going there. It's just like I get very comfortable when I'm in a radio station environment where it's like I can hear the station being broadcast through shitty speakers somewhere. Yeah. And there's just posters on the walls that are just like these Fucking time capsules of, oh yeah, the fucking, um, uh, the, the, that band that I haven't seen for <laughs> a while. Good reference. The
1: following, just say the following. <laughs> the, uh, the band that I was uh, going to. The, 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 the,
2: old, the old rock and rollers? Hey, look at those know, musicians.
1: Uh, uh.
0: Look at those guys. Their guitars and their drums. <laughs> uh, the, the, oh, fuck. The band that I was trying to think of was... I, I fucking it totally just escaped. Seven Mary Three. All right. No, I... Archers no, but that, and just as good. Just as Marcy good. Playground. I remembered ones. what it was. I was singing Sex and Candy earlier, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I remember the band, so I'm going to redo the bit. Okay. All right, right. I look at the pose. I go, oh, yeah, Dishwala. Right. <laughs> hey!
2: <laughs> Cat and Blue Cars. Cat and Blue Cars. Was that another one of those songs that referenced God as a woman? There was a real, like, crazy run of that in the 90s. That's right. Yeah. yeah it was that one. It was that XTC song. It was a Joan Osborne song. Uh, what if God was one of them? But yeah. that wasn't
0: a, yeah, that was, I don't know if that was a Lady God song. That was just what if God was All inclusive sort of. Thing. What if God was just yeah, a slob? I'm we,
2: still mentioned. I'm still talking just about mentions. Well, and then like, also in the movie Empire Records, there's like a line that the girl goes, "I, I talked to God." She says, "What up?" I remember that always. I was like, whoa, how progressive!" Yeah. <laughs> and then Dogma, Kevin Smith's dogma. Yeah, you know? dogma oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, that was in that Alanis too. Alanis Morissette.
0: Spoiler yeah. alert! Oh, oh, Jesus oh, Christ, man.
1: Up. Oh, sorry. Oh. Hunt nuns. But isn't it ironic? <laughs> That I brought it back
0: to. Ouch. Come on. What?
1: Ouch. What? (laughs) That was a
0: good bow on the end of the episode. That Uh was a good bow. Are you okay? I'm all right. I don't think Ralph's okay. I'm a little That joke joke was like a jagged little pill. Hey. (laughs) Hey, you yeah. ought to know <laughs> Better yeah, well, No it was, you got it right You I ought to know, know. No. Yeah. Fucking fuck uh, <laughs> We'll call Kevin and be And let them know You can't come to work tomorrow Because uh, there was a There was a you, Ralph was horribly injured In a bad pun I was um, yeah. he's, he's gonna take a I've lost a limb Yeah he's gonna He's gonna be alright uh, but, uh, yeah, I'll see you soon. And I think you guys
1: are on in March. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about that earlier. I yeah. think it's March 10th or something. March or 10th. Yeah. 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 Cool. We'll see you then. We'll have a good time. Thank you, Ralph Garman. I apologize for my uh, tardiness today. Thanks for having me. It's been a long time coming. We, have a, we share a lot of listeners. Uh, we podcast do share a lot of listeners. List. And for invariably, they say, when are you going to do Nerdist? You, you know, Chris, you should do that. So it's... Uh, it's uh, Dream and wish fulfillment. You should come
0: back on regularly. Just come back on regularly and talk about whatever. It doesn't matter if, if you don't. If you're sick of talking about entertainment stuff, we can talk about uh, video games. No, it's a pleasure. I'd be happy to come back. Okay, good, good, good. Ralph Garman, a pleasure. Jonah Ray, a pleasure. Kyle. Good night. <laughs> <Aww. Aww. laughs> Enjoy your burrito.
1: See. You. Thanks, kids.
0: Thanks, Mr. Ralph Garman.
1: Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients. Popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist... Dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.